Hello and welcome to episode 28 of the Scarlet Faithful podcast. I am your host and co-founder, co-owner of the Scarlet Faithful, Aaron Brightman, coming to you uh, on Monday, October 10th, a little bit late in my uh, weekly recap of Rutgers Athletics uh, and previewing the week ahead. Obviously, big news over the weekend on Sunday, uh, Rutgers football firing offensive coordinator Sean Gleason. And uh, I have a uh, article up on the site as well as a full-length uh, podcast episode that debuted this morning. It includes uh, audio uh, of Greg Schiano speaking to the media on Sunday night, uh, discussing the move, uh, his decision, um, a bunch of topics covered just in terms of what this means for the program moving forward this season and beyond. Uh, so hopefully you can check it out uh, at your earliest convenience. But of course, wanted to uh, continue our weekly coverage of all things Rutgers Athletics and um, a recap of all the uh, sports teams in action uh, during the fall season. And um, also to discuss kind of anything else, we have some hoops stuff to talk about as well. So let's jump into it. First off, uh, three different programs were actually off this past week, cross country. Um, They're off until Friday, October 14th. Uh, when they compete at the uh, Penn State National in uh, State College, Happy Valley. Uh, So something to uh, we'll cover next week. Um, And then women's tennis was off uh, as well. They um, are at the Princeton Invitational this coming weekend, the 14th through the 16th. And then you have women's golf that was off last week, and they're actually taking part in the uh, Rocket Classic in Port Clinton, Ohio, hosted by Toledo, uh, actually today and tomorrow. So we'll have a recap of that next week. Uh, In terms of who was in action, men's golf, uh, early last week, they were at the Marquette Intercollegiate Tournament. Uh, They finished tied for 14th out of 15 teams. Um, You know, not a, a, you know, great performance by them. Uh, Xavier Marco, uh, Marceau, uh, tied for 46 with teammate Rhett Sellers. Marceau had won or finished in a tie for first place at the Old Town Club Collegiate in his prior tournament. We talked about that at length and wrote about it. Um, so overall, you know, men's golf, not the best weekend for them. And they now compete at the Quail Valley Collegiate Invitational. This, uh, well, October 16th and 17th, it's hosted by Michigan State and a much better location in Vero Beach, Florida. It's their last tournament of the fall. So getting into the meat of the um five uh primary uh fall sports let's jump into volleyball um you know had a recent um you know big win against michigan state uh to earn their first big 10 uh conference win um in two seasons um and then had an opportunity this past weekend they were at northwestern uh who was one in three in big 10 play and then hosted maryland who were zero and five um and unfortunately they had straight set losses to both so um, even though this is a huge rebuilding year for this program, uh, and they do have some veterans, but uh, overall a, a young nucleus, um, you know, I think there should have been some hope that they could have performed better than they did. Um, really, were only competitive in two of the six sets they played. Um, but, you know, it's not going to be a uh, straight line up uh, in any rebuild. And uh, obviously, you know, a couple of tough losses for Rutgers volleyball now seven and eleven on the season one and five in Big Ten play, they uh, will now hit the road. They'll take on Illinois <clears throat> on Wednesday, October twelfth. Illinois is eight and eight and three and three in Big Ten play, and then they'll be at Ohio State on Saturday, October fifteenth, who's nine and five and five and one. So schedule's not going to get any easier for that team. Hopefully, they can perform better this week. 
uh, and we'll obviously update next week. Number 21, field hockey. Absolutely huge win, biggest win of the season for the program. I've talked at length about, you know, head of coach Meredith Civico and the strength of the culture of this program. Coming off last year, their best uh, season in program history. A uh, little bit of an up and down campaign. Uh, they were on a little bit of a skid, uh, lost twice the weekend before, and then, um, you know, hosted number three Northwestern this past weekend. And it was a, a massive victory for them. It was a, a big alumni day for them. Uh, they had a lot of former players there, part of the Title IX um, ceremonies that Rutgers was, was holding uh, this weekend and uh, obviously gave them a jolt and uh, was just a huge win for them. Uh, I did write about this and cover the recap, but I just wanted to um, uh, <clears throat> quote uh, head coach Mario Civico uh, in the post game. I'm so proud of this team and Rutgers field hockey in our program. This team has really been building game after game. We had a rough weekend last weekend and didn't perform to our capabilities. We took a look and learned from that and made some adjustments. We knew if we put together a complete performance today, we can do anything. Northwestern is the defending national champions. and They are number two in the RPI, so it's a huge win in so many ways. I'm proud of the team and the way we've grown game to game. Today they proved to themselves they can do anything if they play smart, stick with the game plan, and play together. So Rutgers fighting for an NCAA tournament berth yet again. Seven and six now, three and three in Big Ten play. Um, it was Andy Van Eck who uh, scored first, and then uh, Iris Langejans who uh, scored the uh, well, put them up two nothing. They held on for a two one uh, win, um, and you know can't say enough about this program uh, battling. They're in the middle of a six game stre- stretch where they play all against ranked foes. Um, they have number two Maryland up next, then number eleven Syracuse on the road, then Penn State number five, and then at. Uh, hosting number 17, James Madison. That's how they finish out the regular season. That's just brutal. Um, in terms of the standings right now, they're actually in fourth place in the Big Ten, uh, which is just a powerhouse conference. Um, you know, it's and but of course, their their two remaining matches in conference player against Maryland, who is undefeated at six and zero in first place, and Penn State, who is in second at five and one. So, going to be very difficult. Um, but you know, listen, this team is right there fighting for another, uh, NCAA tournament berth. Um, and every opportunity now, the rest of the way is, 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 is going to be a huge win to build for the resume. They have four ranked wins on the year. Uh, so just opportunity after opportunity. And, um, this team has really, uh, shown some toughness, both mentally, um, and just in terms of their play on the field. So, um, you know, more to come on field hockey, but, uh, certainly, uh, this season has been fun to watch them kind of just handle adversity and, and bounce back the way they have. Uh, moving on, uh, let's go to men's soccer next. A um, little bit of an up and down week. Quite the start on Tuesday. They had, you know, just a massive week. They, they um, had tied uh, Ohio State, number 11 Ohio State, the weekend before on the road. Uh, then they hosted number eight Maryland on Tuesday. The game was moved up due to heavy rain. Uh, you know, there weren't fans allowed at the game, which really, you know, kind of stunk. I, I tweeted biggest home game in years. And this happens, of course, um, they jumped out to a two nothing lead over Maryland, uh, kind of stunned the Terps in the, in the beginning. MD Myers, who now has um, 10 goals on the season, leads the Big Ten in scoring, um, had both. Um, but unfortunately, Rutgers could not hold the lead. And Maryland just kind of, you know, uh, Dipped and, dipped and dunked uh, down, the, down the stretch and wore Rutgers down and scored three unanswered goals to escape 
a 3-2 victory. Um, very tough loss for Rutgers. It was actually their first loss to Maryland in four tries. They played very well against the Terps. Um, but obviously this team is showing that they have the talent. You know, we uh, I interviewed um, Thomas Divizio last week, and, you know, his, his real key for this team was putting together a full 90-minute effort um, and he felt like if they can do that, they can beat anyone. Obviously, unfortunately, they weren't able to close out Maryland on Tuesday. They did respond on Sunday facing Indiana, who's another very good team uh, traditionally and also this year. They just fell out of the rankings recently, but um, they were they gave up a goal. Uh, they were down one nothing. Um, MD Myers scored to tie it, uh, an assist from Pablo Avila. And then um, they fell behind again, and, and Avila uh, tied the game 2-2, uh, was scoreless in the second half. So it was a draw. Um, you know, it, they really needed it um, at a minimum, and they got it. Uh, so, you know, this team is battling. Um, in terms of, you know, the Big Ten standings, uh, they're now in third place. Um, you know, they, they're, they're behind Maryland and defending champion Penn State. Um, they have Michigan State coming up soon. Um, you know, they're ahead of Indiana. They're ahead of Ohio State. Uh, they're ahead of Wisconsin, who they beat, and also, um, you know, uh, Northwestern. Michigan's still on there, and they're back as well, having a disappointing season. So, you know, Rutgers is right in position. They're in third place. They have eight points. Actually, excuse me, they're tied with Penn State with eight points, but they are uh, they have a loss. Penn State has played one last game and is 2-0-2. Um, overall, Rutgers is 5-2-5. and um, You know, they are uh, certainly in um, – uh, contention for the NCAA tournament right where they want to be uh, heading into kind of the home stretch um, of this season. And, um, you know, they, they have the talent of, uh, of course, they have a tough schedule ahead. They also, you know, are going to have uh, UCLA on senior night um, coming in. I'm just looking up their, their current RPI, which is 42nd, um, which, you know, isn't bad. Um, it's definitely could be better. Uh, well, I, I think, you know, to get an at-large bid, I mean, you know, there's plenty of opportunities left, but I think they need to be in the 30s to get that at-large bid. Um, but, you know, they tied Indiana, who's 28th. Um, where is Ohio State? Uh, UCLA is actually one spot behind Rutgers at the moment. Ohio State's at 19th, so that's a big win. Uh, and Maryland's at 12, uh, obviously a tough loss there. So uh, more to come on men's soccer, but certainly an opportunity uh, for this team, uh, they put themselves in position. Uh, they now host Stony Brook, which is a must-win. Stony Brook's four and seven on Wednesday, and then they host Michigan State, who I said uh, is right there with them on Sunday, October sixteenth at two p.m. Uh, and they are uh, in East Lansing for that game. Now moving on to women's soccer, uh, they just had one game this past weekend. It was uh, yesterday on Sunday. They had a one-nothing victory. A little bit of a slow start for them, but they ended up dominating the game. 12-3 shot advantage, 6-1 to one shots on goal. It was actually a penalty kick from Kylie Daigle. Uh, that was the difference. Um, it was the eighth clean sheet of the season. Goalkeeper Megan McClellan now uh, continues to be the NCAA active leader with 42 shutouts. Um, and they're going down the stretch now. They have four home game, or excuse me, four Big Ten games remaining. Uh, they are now 12-1-1 uh, on the season, 4-1-1 um, in Big Ten play. Uh, and actually, you know, they do need some help, though. They're uh, technically in fourth place. They have 13 points. Uh, they trail uh, Northwestern and Michigan State, who have 16 points. Um, they're 5-0-1, and, and Rutgers is 4-1-1. They've tied Northwestern. They still have Michigan State to go. And then Wisconsin is uh, two points ahead of them at 5-1, and, and they host Wisconsin uh, coming up 
So in terms of the schedule, Rutgers, the first host, Minnesota, who's uh, just 6-7-1, 2-4 in conference play on Thursday night. And then Wisconsin, a 10-2-2 and 5-1 visits on Sunday. Massive game there. Uh, and then they'll uh, travel out to Michigan and Michigan State. Michigan having a disappointing season. Michigan State having a very good season for the uh, the last two regular season games. So this is it on the home stretch for the regular season for Rutgers women's soccer. Um, you know, it's very possible they're not going to win the regular season title. They won't repeat. But they're in a very, very good position just in terms of uh, you know, I mean, how they've played this season um, and, uh, you know, what what is ahead. I mean, you know, they could easily uh, come back and win the um, uh, um, Big Ten tournament title. Um, and I, I wouldn't discount either. I mean, Wisconsin has a, had an easy first half schedule um, uh, and they're obviously, you know, Rutgers women's uh, has destiny in their hands in terms of Wisconsin hosting them next weekend. Uh, and then you also have, um, you know, Northwestern's probably going to be the one and they have Michigan state ahead. Northwestern's the one that, you know, they tied and, you know, it is what it is at this point, but I mean, the, the RPI is loaded in the big 10. You have uh, Northwestern at 11 Penn state at 12 and Rutgers at 13. Uh, so, um, you know, Ohio state's at 19, uh, Michigan state's at 23. So, you know, Rutgers is still positioned for a, a very good seed in the NCAA tournament. Um, but you know, this program, they, they want championships. So, can they, they eke out a regular season title? I think the scenario for a three-way tie with Northwestern and, and Michigan State is there. Um, and then obviously the Big Ten tournament, um, it was going to be played in Columbus, uh, uh, Ohio. Um, you know, th th that's certainly uh, uh, possible as well. And I just, I really like this team where they're at. You know, they've gone through some adversity. You know, head coach Michael Neal wanted that for this team uh, with the way he scheduled. Um, you know, they replacing three All-Americans. It's a very balanced team. I love the starting lineup. There's no holes whatsoever. They have uh, key players coming off the bench. Um, you know, this team is going to be tournament ready, uh, regardless of how they finish the regular season. Um, and this team is hungry to establish their own legacy, aside from last year's Final Four team and Big Ten uh, uh, regular season champions. So, um, you know, it's going to be a very compelling uh, final stretch of the season for this team. Um, you know, and I, I'm, I'm really excited to see what they can do. And I, I think this team, you know, they have the talent, they have, they have the coaching, um, they could win a national championship. There's no doubt in my mind that they absolutely are capable of doing that. Uh, obviously tournament plays, it can be a crapshoot and you have to bring it every single game. Uh, we'll see what happens, but Rutgers women's soccer, um, you know, should move up in the rankings this week, uh, our top 10 program and, um, you know, I uh, can't believe that the postseason is almost here. Uh, and then um, just wanted to touch on football. I mean, a lot has been said. I've I've covered quite a bit. I did a uh, video recap um, that's gotten some interesting um, uh, feedback uh, from Friday. Tried to be measured just in my response, but obviously a little bit of an emotional take. Uh, it was pretty long, but we wanted to cover as many details as possible. Also had a five takeaways article on, on the, the game. And then obviously Sunday, uh, the firing of offensive coordinator Sean Gleason, and then had a uh, follow-up podcast, uh, which included Chiano's comments, um, you know, Nunzio Campanile uh, taking over offensive coordinator. What does it mean for the offense this season? What does it mean for quarterback? Uh, you know, Noah Vedral, Gavin Wimsat, uh, still not healthy. Evan Simon has struggled. 
um, you know, there's just, uh, it's, it's a fascinating where, where the search is going to go, um, you know, full time uh, for this to fill this position is Nunzio. You know, Shano said he was a real candidate. I think there's some built in advantages for Nunzio to, to ultimately get this job. Um, but obviously, they're going to have to show results on the field and not an easy schedule at all. Obviously, ideal going into the bye week now. You have Indiana uh, uh, two weeks from now, um, you know, on uh, uh, October, uh, is it uh, 22nd? It's homecoming. Um, you know, people are going to be it's, – it's going to be fascinating to watch that team and see, you know, if the offense is improved, you know, right away. Um, we'll see what happens. Um you know, and I'll have plenty of coverage this week with football, just in terms of looking at the direction of the offense under Nunzio, Nunzio, and then also um, offensive coordinator candidates. Um, you know, I said on the podcast, I think, you know, you always look back at a coach's past in terms of the connections he makes. Um, Shiano didn't mention, you know, he knows a lot of people. Um, I, you know, I, I feel like if I, if I had to bet, I, I would go with someone that he has some type of professional relationship with. Um, and uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, obviously a huge uh, decision for Shiano, a huge turning point for this program midway through his third year. Uh, and, you know, um, please listen to the podcast uh, that I put together uh, where I really cover everything in terms of, you know, Sean Gleason, um, what worked, what didn't work, um, why Shiano made this move, why it's, you know, uh, the message it sends. Uh, a lot of stuff covered there and uh, appreciate you uh, you listening to it. And then um, just finishing up, a lot of hoops coverage is going to be ahead. This week uh, at the Scarlet Faithful um, on Tuesday is Big Ten Media Days. Um, they've combined both men's and women's basketball this year. Um, and uh, let's see, uh, at the podium, you can watch coverage on BTN tomorrow. Rutgers women's basketball coach Coquise Washington will be at the podium from 10.10 to 10.20 Eastern Time a.m. And then Steve Peichel follows her from 10.20 to 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, it's in Minneapolis, so it's Central Time there, but it will air uh, those are the Eastern times that will air student athletes attending for women's basketball. The two returning uh, players, Erica Lafayette and China Cornwell. And then for men's basketball, no surprise, Caleb McConnell, Paul Mulcahy and Cliff Omaruyi. Um, the unofficial media poll for men's basketball, which is taken by The Athletic, uh, has Rutgers finishing in eighth place. Um, but some interesting predictions include Dylan Burkhart from, uh, you know, writes for Michigan, has them fifth. Um, is pretty consistently in the middle. A lot of the writers' comments were how wide open the conference is this year. And I think, you know, uh, eighth place, I, I like Rutgers being picked there simply because I didn't want them picked too high. Um, they, they like outperforming expectations and having bullets on board material. I think they can do better than eighth for sure. Um, and Cliff Omarori was picked, um, you know, uh, first team, all Big Ten, so in the preseason poll. So that was interesting as well. And uh, obviously people are very high on him. So I'll have coverage from media days on Tuesday and Wednesday. And then I will be attending Rutgers media day for men's basketball this Friday. Um, I'll have some video content in terms of interviews and practice footage. Um, and I'll have, you know, my, my annual observations after watching practice. So a lot of hoops coverage coming up this week. Um, in addition to, you know, the offensive coordinator search, um, Olympic sports, a lot going on as we hit our stride in mid October. Fall is in session and um, winter is not too far away. Men's basketball uh, starting less than a month from now on November 7th at Columbia. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'll have a full recap, written recap of all uh, uh, fall sports that we discussed and uh, with links to different recaps and box scores and all that. 
Um, thank you again for listening to the Scarlet Faithful podcast. You can check us out at thescarletfaithful.com, on Twitter at Aaron underscore Brightman, uh, on YouTube at Aaron Brightman, on Instagram at um, <laughs> oh, Freudian slip there, uh, Scarlet Faithful uh, on Instagram. Thanks so much for listening, watching, and reading the Scarlet Faithful once again. <laughs>